I go on to say with the Lord what I feel the Lord would have me to say for you to you tonight. Sister Sherman and I both thank you so much, so very much for all your kind words, your your love that you've shown to us. Thank you so much for the offering. You do not realize how much all of this means to us. And I'm so thankful for God to to love us so much through you. Thank you. Thank you again for everything. And uh, we do appreciate it very, very, very much. I have a word from God to you. I really do. I really believe that. It might be just a little different. But praise the Lord anyhow. To my little sister, as she was singing, would you please stand? I want you to know that God is picking the pieces, broken pieces, and is going to completely restore them as you give him the situation. Things that were done, I haven't seen you in five years. So I don't know what has taken place. We haven't talked. But he has seen the things that has happened within the five years. And we won't go into detail of anything. All I know is that he will put back the pieces. And if you will give yourself totally towards God, what you think can't be done, even with the other individual, God can do. Do you believe, Brother Jeremy? You just hold on. And God can turn things around just like that. And place a desire and a hunger in him like he's never had. Is this okay? I say this, excuse me, sister. But I want others to realize, is this right? Good. I want them to hear that and see that from your face. You trust God. Raise yourself up in faith. And watch what God will do to you. The word healing is in front of you. There's an infirmity in your body that you need to be touched of God. God will touch that and heal that even today if we trust him. And he'll do it just like my brother. This morning I walked into it and I told him, how are you doing? He said, my oxygen level is about 90. And I'm having a whole lot of problem. And I wish, not that I wish, he said, but I should be on oxygen. Just a simple fate message. And the point of a man's finger, believing God towards him. And said, I see the, the numbers 97, 98. And there shouldn't be no reason why in Jesus' name. Right after service, it happened. I wish somebody would believe that and respond to that. God responds. God moves. When people enjoy the move of his spirit and is thankful 
for when, when he does something. Thank you, Lord, for touching him. And Lord, keep it in the name of Jesus. You may be seated. This message, perhaps, is not for everyone. But for those that God has reached to, I hope you take this and respond to God. Joshua chapter 14, verse number 1. Joshua chapter 14, verse number 1. And these are the countries which the children of Israel inherited in the land of Canaan, which Eleazar, the priest, the son, Joshua, the son of Nun, and the heads of the fathers of the tribes of the children of Israel distributed for inheritance to them. By lot was their inheritance as the Lord commanded by the hand of Moses for the nine tribes and for the half tribe. For Moses had not given the inheritance to two tribes and a half tribe on the other hand, on the other side, Jordan. But unto the Levites, he gave none inheritance among them. For the children of Joseph were two tribes, Manasseh and Ephraim. Therefore, they gave no part unto the Levites in the land, save cities to dwell in with their suburbs and their cattle and their substance. And the Lord commanded Moses, so the children of Israel did, and they divided the land. Then the children of Judah came unto Joshua, and Caleb the son of Jephani said unto them, Thou knowest one thing that the Lord said unto Moses, the man of God concerning me. Everyone say me. Turn to your neighbor and say, I don't know about you, but me. You see, this is going to be the separation in this church tonight. So, oh, Brother Sherman, don't say that the church is going to be divided. This church is divided. Oh, pastor's not here. Leave right now. Give him the cell phone. Call him up. But he did tell me to do what I want. This church is divided. There's some of you, and I love you, but there's some of you that want to go on. Into a dimension, into a level in faith to see the miraculous done that others may be touched of God. Jesus' ministry was signs and wonders and miracles. Now, a lot of people said, oh, no, you know, he, no, no, he used that. The majority of his ministry was healing, signs, miracles. Then he taught them. But he used the power, his power, God's power, to heal, to draw, to bring others in. Now, some of you want to go into that level. No matter what it takes, we've got to get there because that's what gets the job done. 
Then there's some under the sound of my voice and some that are not here tonight that simply say, no, we're satisfied where we're at. And what I like is no one to trouble the waters and no one to, to trouble us at all. But to go ahead like we did just a moment ago, singing went forth. God's presence came down. And so we just sit there and enjoy God's presence for ourselves. Now someone called the pastor. And that's wonderful. But God has given you the opportunity to go beyond where you're at. And so he's looking for someone to stand up and say, you know what? I'm going to go forth and see what God has for me. And I will not stay in the place that I am now just wondering and looking and absorbing while there is a generation that's going to hell. Somebody say, praise the Lord. Say, praise the Lord. Say, praise the Lord. So turn to your neighbor and say, I don't know about you. But me. Concerning me. 40 years. Oh, was I when Moses... The servant of the Lord sent me to spy out the land. And I brought him word again as it was my heart. Nevertheless, there were some around me that went with me and made the heart of the people melt. But I wholly followed the Lord my God. I said yes. They said no. (laughs) They said, I said, we're going to have revival. They said, oh, we've heard that before. I said, it's going to happen. And they said, no. Well, last time I heard, the only one that was talking to me about not having revival was the devil, the enemy. And so if you sit in that place and agree with the devil. Oh, now it's time to get rid of Sheremy. We'll keep sister Sheremy. She's sweet. But that fellow's meddling now. We, we don't want, we don't want, hit the road, buddy. We'll get somebody else to come and heal our bobos or to satisfy us and to hope that God would move in a way that he would look at our self-pity and touch us, touch us and touch our loved ones. Oh, oh, oh. Where are you, pastor, when I need you? I need you. Where are you? Hear me, brother. Mishnell. Is that all right? Thank you. Somebody say praise the Lord. Thank you. And Moses swore on that day saying, Surely the land whereon thy feet have trodden, trodden, 
shall be thine inheritance and thy children's forever. Because thou has wholly followed the Lord, my God. And now behold, the Lord has kept me alive. And he said these 40 and 5 years, even since the Lord spake unto Moses, while the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness and what they're going to do. I spent 45 years with a bunch of people that didn't want to make up their mind. And it caused nothing but chaos. I don't know about you, but this is the way I feel. It just, pardon my expression, but it kind of burns me up. When God says, go here, and I got a bunch behind me that's trying to keep me behind. Just stay where we are. We're happy. Everything's pretty nice where we are. We're satisfied. God takes care of our needs. Anytime we want him, he shows up. Is that all to it? <laughs> and then he says, I am as strong this day. I am firm this day. I am still the man I was this day as I was then. I still believe it. I still believe God. And I am strong even now for war, both to go out and to come in. And verse 12, now therefore, give me my mountain. I wish somebody would stand up right now and literally face God and say, God, you can count on me. I want my mountain. I want my promise. I want you, God. I want everything. I'm not going to let somebody stop me from receiving. I've been here 45 years waiting. I don't want to wait anymore. Turn to your name and say, I don't know what you're going to do. I got all, I think six people did it. Turn to your neighbor. Then they're strangers. Tell them, I don't know what you're going to do. But as far as me and my house, we're going to obey God. We're going to serve God. We're going to go for it. Whatever he says for us, we're going to agree on it. Whatever he has for us, we're going to take it. We want the promises that God has told us. Shout yes unto the Lord. You may be seated. My, my parents always told me, can I preach a little bit? That was just the beginning. Can I preach now? I got some of you huffy and puffy and all of you loving me even more. And I'm okay. I'm, I've been in the ministry for quite a while. I've had that. I've, I've been in revivals where they send word and said someone's coming to kill you. Oh, yeah. Pastor and I was hid in the office. So the guy said he was going to kill you. And that night, he said he's going to kill you that night. And this particular night. And usually I always come out to the platform. And that night I send the pastor first. (laughs) If he's going to kill anybody, he's going to shoot you first. 
Yeah. He said, he has sent word. He don't like you and he's going to kill you. Well, to make a long story short, the same man that wanted to kill me, God filled him with the Holy Ghost and was baptized in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So if you're a little upset with me, that's okay. That's okay. God will fill you with the Holy Ghost. But my parents always told me that before I ever get anything out of life, I had to want it more than anything else. Since I was a small lad, my daddy and my mama pumped it into me. You've got to work. And you've got to work hard. And you've got to do it if you're going to end up anything. Whatever you set your mind to do, do it with all of your heart, so to speak. Make sure you don't give up. Set your mind to do it. And don't let nothing stop you from getting what you wanted to achieve. And let me tell you in the Holy Ghost today, tonight, this afternoon, whatever you want to call it. The fact is before you can get anything from God, you must want it before you can get it. You've got to want revival more than anything else in your life. You've got to want the move of God more than anything else in your life. God will not take second place. Now he'll let you have service. And he'll let you have church. And he'll let you even have good services and good church. But you'll never achieve or get to the place where he wants you to get to if you don't want it, if you're not going to want it more than anything else. Good services, good. Good singing, tremendous. But is that all? Is that it? As a matter of fact, as he was singing, and they did a great job, tremendous job. There's beautiful music here. But as he was singing, you saw me pace. That's just one of the things I do. And I was pacing, and my fingers started to move and whatever, and I started looking around. And I watched. And I felt the presence of God. So kindly allowing his presence to come among us and for us to feel his presence. But while he came on us and while he was upon us, while he was here and allowing you to feel his presence and his love, we sat there for the majority of us. And we wept because of his spirit. There's nothing wrong with that. And we released ourselves to him for that very moment because he's God. And we were crying because our conditions and our situations. Now you see what you got a hold of? Oh, Lord, send him back. 
And there's nothing wrong with letting God know your situations. Don't misunderstand me. And he wants to love you and help you and take care of your situations. And he will be moved by your tears. I understand that. But we cannot sit down and absorb all the time. To the place where we sit down and say to ourselves, I need you. I have to have you. You've got to touch me, oh Lord, and cry because of our situation. But instead of return, we need to move by faith and say, yes, I'm in this situation. And yes, I feel God. And yes, he's moving. But I will not allow myself to waddle in self-pity. But I will raise up and say, God, thank you. But I'm moving forth. I'm moving forth. I'm going to get out of my position and my condition. And I'm going to do something for you. I've got to have more than just receiving something from my own self. Am I, am, I, am I making any sense? I hope I'm not too hard. Yes, I am. But you have something in your hands given by God that a lot of churches never get. There are pastors that call me weeping on the phone, begging, say, help me. Weeping to me and say, I want something. We want to have a move of God. And for years, they have never gotten what you're taking, what's happening, taking place with you now and God's trying to deal with you pastors for years hoping to get there a matter of fact some of you have been there hoping and now he's here what are we going to do we're going to fast a little bit more no oh I'm messing up huh we're going to pray an extra hour. No. Now, don't, if you want to do that, you go ahead. But what are you saying? No. We're going to believe and count it so. And say like Caleb, I'm not letting anyone stop me from getting what he promised me he would do. How many preachers have come along and promised you things? And you lost it just after a few weeks after revival. How many times, you're here. Tell me if I'm wrong. But how many times has this church gotten to this place? Then back down. Is it sin 
Can sin stop God? I know there's preachers say, oh, there's sin. God ain't going to do nothing. I remember God looking at a man that was sick. And the man was laid flat on the floor. Four of his friends brought him down. He's flat. He's out. He's sick of the palsy. He's sick. He is just totally sick. And God said, thy sin be forgiven thee. Be healed. God healed him while he forgave him or forgave him. While he, can sin stop God? Nothing stops God. So what happened? So why do we go back? Because we're satisfied to get into the place and getting our emotions up and feeling God and him touching our lives and a few people pray back through that we've been wanting to pray back through and a few backsliders come, a few bobo healed and we're satisfied and we go on. This morning when I told you that if you run up here, remember? Now I'm not trying to be ugly. Some of you perhaps can't run. Some of you, whatever. I'm not. But when the Spirit of God said, run, I would have been. Oh, why, Brother Jeremy? We haven't done that before. You can walk to us. (laughs) Back me up. It's all right. It's all right. If that would have happened, we said we've never done that before. And we haven't done it this way before. And oh, that's just because you saying it. That's why in the beginning of the service, you walk around and shout and do those things. You're just showing off. And when so you can point to us and say, Well, I did it, you do it. Buddy, I was doing it since 1979. October 1st, 1979, Monday night, 8 o'clock, when I got the Holy Ghost inside of a home. I shouted then, and I've never stopped shouting since then. I'm 57 years old. I've had quadruple bypass. I've had cancer. I've had anything. My legs hurt. My back hurts. I went through hell so far to preach to you in all these days. I'm not saying anything to anything, but I will praise the Lord. I will move no matter how I feel because he's God. He's God. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. I praise him not because of you. I praise him because of him and what he's done for me. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm going to get my mountain. I want it. I've got to have it. I'm not satisfied until I get it. You see, simply before you get your healing, you got to want it. Not just ask for it. Look, I pastored a woman. I pastored for 17 years. So this is not my first time around. I had a woman in my church, wonderful lady, always sick. It did not matter how many times you prayed for her. If God healed her, by the time she left, she was looking for something else. 
I'm telling the truth. I love her to death. But God will spin her around, heal her. I'm here! And everything go away. And by the time she reaches the back door, she collected with something else. You know why? Because not, no, no one was showing her attention. And the only way she could get attention is to be sick and the pastor can love her. I don't make fun of her. Isn't that sad? Isn't that sad? And it seemed like that was it. So, so she decided to continue her walk this way so she can get attention. And some saints are sick, not just because sickness, but they allow the enemy to come in because they like to have the attention. Now, I hope that's not you. But when you want your mountain... You gotta want it more than anything in the world. Before you can get your healing, you gotta want it. Before you can get your deliverance. You see, I don't understand if somebody is bound by a devil or bound by lust and bound by perversion. Now let me let me say this to you. Uh, and this is the will of God. You do not have to be possessed with a devil, but you can be oppressed and obsessed with demons and there are some in this church that are obsessed with demons not post not being possessed but oppressed what do you mean by that I'm talking about you have the Holy Ghost but you've opened the door and Satan has walked in and now you can't conquer your thoughts and your actions and you're following now, I know that I'm talking two different things. That's why you can't get victory. This morning when God said, come on. Hey, if you're fighting a devil, if you're fighting a lust spirit, if you find some kind of problem, pornography, and de- don't say that in this church. Why? Then come up. And say, I need deliverance. I want my mountain. I want to be made free. You see, to be delivered, you got to want it. Not speaking in tongues and go back into pornography. Before you get your blessing, you got to want it. And before you get the Holy Ghost, you've got to want it. Before I got the Holy Ghost, I walked, slept, ate, everything, Holy Ghost. When I found out that I needed to have it to be saved, to make it, I just, 24 hours a day, Lord, I want the Holy Ghost. I don't care if I live or die. I don't care what happens tomorrow, but I need it. I want 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 it. Tell me what to do. Tell me what to do. Tell me, Lord, I want it more than anything else in the world. And when the preacher said, hey. Do you want the Holy Ghost? I said, yes. I started speaking in tongues. Uh 
You cannot receive the Holy Ghost thinking what you're going to do after service. Well, before you can get anything from God, you really have to want it and mean it. You see, your actions and your response to God tells or expresses to him how much you really want him or how much you really want something from him. Somebody say praise the Lord. You know, I mentioned it. Sometimes in churches, one of our problems receiving something from God is we always want him to come to us instead of us going to him. Lord, I need you to come and perform to me. Psalms chapter 95, verse number two. Would you put it up, please, if possible? Let us come, meaning to anticipate, to hasten, to come quickly before his presence. The word presence means before his face with thanksgiving. That means to extend the extension of hands, a choir of worshipers, and make a joyful noise. The word joyful noise means simply to split the ears with sound. Unto him. Come. Let us come. Let us, let us anticipate. To hasten. Before the face of God. With extended hands. With praise so loud. That it would pierce someone's ear. Serve the Lord with gladness. Psalms 102. Exceeding joy. Come before his presence. Come before his face. With singing joy. Sounds of shouts of joy. Ringing cries. Hebrews 4 and 16. Let us come before. Us come. Us come before. Come before or come boldly unto the throne. Meaning the seat of power. Grace of grace. Meaning acceptable benefits, favor. To be able to obtain or help or compassion. And find grace to help in time of need. Mark chapter 10, I won't be long. And they came into Jericho. Let me read just a few scriptures. 
And he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the wayside or the highway side begging. And when he had heard it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him that he should what? Hold his peace. But he cried the more a great deal, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still. He did not come to him. He stood still. And said, commanded him to come. And they called the blind man. Saying to him, be of good cheer. Rise. For he called thee. Oh, Ramo Shakahai. How long is God going to call you? Service after service. Casting away his garment. The robe of blindness. And came to Jesus. And when he came to Jesus. Jesus answered and said to him. What will thou that I should do unto thee? And the blind man said. Lord that I might receive my sight. Thy faith has made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight. And follow Jesus in the way. The woman. With the issue of blood. For 12 years. And when she had heard Jesus. Uh, Jesus came in the press. Behind. And touched his garment. I can just. She didn't wait. As long as she waited and did not move. And as long as, as he, as long as he waited and did not move, the sickness never disappeared. They didn't receive their mountain, so to speak, until they made the And Caleb said, Lord, I told the leader, Moses promised me, my mountain, my revival, my mountain, that I would get what you told me. And Lord, this skinny fella that has doubt and fear, I am not, get away, Bubba. Now, he's my friend. I can do that. You know I love you. But he said, I'm not letting you 
or you or you or you or our traditions or how we've been for 30 years stop me from getting what I want thank you brother thank you I want it all I want the gifts of the spirit I want an operation of the Holy Ghost I want a revival like we've never seen a revival I want souls ones like we've never seen souls one I want all that God promised me but to get it you've got to want it Let me tell you, I, I, I promise you, I'll show, I'll, we're going to end early. You can get to go eat all the chicken and whatever you want. Be seated. I was in a revival. I went to a lady. You know, I would love, I'd beg God almost every day that God would give me the ability. I've even told God, Lord, get rid of me. Do whatever you want with me. But people need to be touched of you. My wife says, honey, why you pray those things? You pray. She told me today, she said, you pray yourself to hell that others can be saved. Oh, there's no special me. Sometimes it overwhelms me. And one boy, I don't want to go. I tell him, I said, Lord, I don't want to go to hell. But they're going to hell by the millions. And what am I doing? people going to hell are people in this service right now that are hurting and I beg God God let me know everything about them let me touch their lives but God come in this revival I just left a revival in Mississippi and God went down the line stand tears coming down went so perfect it would scare you to death how God can tell you what he wants to tell you but in this revival he says I'm only going to allow you to say certain things why I don't know he said, because I want them to get from here to here. And so this woman that was in a revival I went to, and God began to minister to her sister. I saw her with a cane. It didn't take no revelation of God for that. But God did reveal some things to me about her back. And I saw, I saw meadows pieces of metal on her back, screws up and down her back, begin to describe things under the power of God, begin to talk to her about that. And she said, yes. Watch this. But she said, I said, you want to, want to be healed? Something like that? Of course. So basically I said, do you want your mountain? Or would you like to stay the way you are? She said, I want to be healed. Pray for her. Got up, dropped the cane, moved. Healed. Completely. That was an amazing thing. See, you can handle that. You've heard it so many times. Just like this man. It's, it, you heard it so many times. You're wonderful people. I love you. And if you don't think I do, talk to, do you talk to God? Then talk to God and say, what about, what about Sherman? I want you to tell me and reveal to me about Sherman. He'll tell you if I'm good or not. But this man got healed, 98. But we're here then. And we should have just, we still should be jumping up and down. He couldn't breathe. And so, brother, I went there to talk with her. And after she went and did her thing, and all of a sudden she went to the doctor.
And this was, was the amazing thing that she gave her report. They took x-rays, sister, of her back. Well, we would say, oh, he must have healed her back. That would have been good enough, huh, for the good that report. Look at the x-rays. He said, but I've never seen that in all my life. I don't understand it. I don't know how scientifically this can happen. Well, what's happening, doctor? He says, you're, the metal in your back is turning to bone. You sit there. I want my mountain. He's creator. He can turn the metal to bone if he wants to. You're happy where you're at. I want to see more. I want to see more. I want it all. See what I'm talking about? Be seated. Be seated. Sit down. Now that gets you excited, huh? But that's what he wants you to do. He wants you to pray through and then do it. Now God is a good God. And he will start with people with, with sermons and, and preaching of uplifting and loving and loving and loving. That's what he did with the churches in Revelation. He told them all the good stuff. And then when he got them all built up, told them the good stuff, he said, now I've got something. Now how about let's get the good stuff and change before he gets to, I got stuff that I can reveal. You. I see some of you saying, I ain't showing up next week. <laughs> now, he's not a mean God. Because if he was, I wouldn't be here. He would have killed me a long time ago. Because I'm not a perfect man. I eat too much crawfish and everything else, and I shouldn't. I'm not a perfect man in any wise. But what, I'm, what are you saying? Get your mouth. What you need. I told you I'm not the best preacher, but I mean. What do you want? You're sick in your spirit? You need to pray through? Now, a lot of us speak in tongues. Maybe I'm talking, getting to next week before. I should. But there's some that speak in tongues here and you, you don't pray through. <laughs> you still love me, brother? Because you're good. Oh, I'm glad. You still, you love me, huh? Yes, sir. I, uh, no matter what I say, I think you're going to love me. You know what has revealed to me in my walk with God? And God showed me this. See, when I got the Holy Ghost years ago, it was something about the old timers which I love. I never make fun of old timers. And when somebody tries to do it in front of me, you need to hush up. Thank God for the old timers. But when I first got in church, brother, every service was straight through. You don't remember that? The altar service was longer than the service. Those days, the pastor, when you come up, hey, David, 
Brother David, what? You done? Pray through. No, I said pray through. Get rid of it. Get over it. Get delivered. And then we went home, prayed through. Who's always speaking in tongues? But as Pentecost goes on, we have learned through our subconscious. We can memorize through our subconscious tongues. Oh, now I've said, I got to talk to Brother Bushnell about this. Go right ahead. And I pastored for 17 years. They have memorized through subconscious. And I watch, I watch those saints as a pastor come up and I can say 10, 9, 8, 7. Count the seconds or minutes and go. And they start speaking in tongues. Why? Because they are used to that. And their subconscious will release tongues. After a certain period of time of exertion or surrender. Oh, that blows your mind, huh? Why, why are you saying that? Because when they leave, Brother Bushnell, they go back and do the same thing. And when you do pray through of the Holy Ghost and you touch God, you cannot touch God without being changed. When you pray through into his spirit, you think different. You act different. And souls mean everything to you. So I'm here with you. I'm not here for a check. I do preach for a check. I need to live like you guys do. I'm just going to be honest. I'm not going to walk here. Hey, I walk on water. No, I need an offering too. But I like to be honest. I like to get close to my congregation that I'm preaching to. I want to love you. I talk to God. Tell me. I don't want to play. Have, you know, I can't sing. Can't do nothing except what I'm doing now. So what can I do? Well, what do you need? How can I help? Through the Holy Ghost. You fighting the devil, I can get it off of you. Oh, come on. God can get it off of you. You need to pray through? There's no problem with that. Beyond conscience, a praying through that would deliver you and you walk out saying, I am changed. There's no more bitterness. There's no more unforgiveness. There's no more attitude. There's no more problems. And I'm touching your shoulder. I'm not saying that you have all that. I'm just touching your shoulder. Hallelujah. Good evangelist. You see what I'm saying? So, what, what do you want? And I told you, I'm not like the rest. Call up everybody the same. Won't we have a time? When we get over yonder, half backslid and heart. When we get over, big deal. And go home, and our kids are sick, and our kids are dying, and our kids are going to hell, and our families are going to hell, and we're so messed up, and talking this, and gossiping, and all that. Oh, you just having, you just picking up. Am I really picking out of a hat? Or is there some among you that even within you? So, Pastor Bushnell, where we go from here? And he'll give me that smile. And Sister Bushnell says, you really don't have to ask him, tax me. And says, do it. 
So where are we at? Here's God. Everything I said is yours. How much you want it? How much you want your deliverance? How much you want your healing? Anybody got any loved ones and kids that are lost? Well, how much do you want them saved? How much do you want them saved? Are you willing to get out of your zone, your comfort, and some you know what, God? I'm going to make my step towards you because my son is going to hell and my daughter's going to hell and my family's going to hell. Have we forgotten that there's a place? I want to thank I want to thank all of you. People, look at me. I love you. You're God's people. 